0: Psalm 120 is the prayer of the slandered. The prayer of the slandered. This psalm is both a lament and a thanksgiving. It is a lament because the psalmist cries out to God, having been slandered by those with lying lips and deceitful tongues. It is also thanksgiving because in verse 1, the psalmist praises God for answering his prayer. We're going to look at this from three points of view, first of all. In verses 1 and 2, the prayer for deliverance. Verses 3 and 4, the prediction of doom. And then verse 5 to 7, a protest at discordance. So let's begin in verses 1 and 2 with the prayer for deliverance. In my trouble, I cried to the Lord, and he answered me Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. Now we have the context established in verse 1. The psalmist is in trouble. He is in distress. And the distress, the crisis that he's facing, relates to those who are deceptive. Perhaps they, they, they've they uh, lied about him. Perhaps we, we picked that up from the idea of the lying lips and the deceitful tongue. Perhaps it's the idea of hypocrisy. They've, they've behaved one way uh, to them, but another way behind their back, whatever it may be. Uh, the condition is... It has caused him trouble. It has caused him distress. And so he cries out to the Lord. And when when God's people cry out, his, their prayers do not go unanswered. And he heard me. You know, what a blessing to know that whenever we face adversity, whenever we face trials, troubles, tribulations, we have options. Now, you can worry. Some of you can complain. Some of you might try to manipulate the situation. But the other option that we all have is to pray. And that's the option we need to choose. And that's what the psalmist did. The psalmist didn't complain. He didn't worry. He didn't try to manipulate the situation. He prayed. And, you know, we often wonder, how come we're going through this trial, this trouble? Why do I face this distress in my life? Well, simply to drive us to God, to put us on our knees, now, look at the content of his prayer. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and deceitful tongues. Now, deliver here is the the word pictures uh, the removal of prey from the mouth of an animal. Okay, so you know, you picture this uh, lion going out and uh, uh, attacking a a rabbit and carrying the rabbit in its mouth. Well, the idea of deliverance is the rabbit is removed from the mouth of the lion. He wants to be delivered from these liars who have masked their true intentions with deceit. And notice that he prays to God for deliverance. He's asking God to do what he cannot do. We can't deliver ourselves. We can't get ourselves out of the distress. We can't get ourselves out of the trials and troubles uh, and so forth of life. But God can. Now look at verse 3 and 4. We have a prediction of doom. What shall be given to you? What more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? Sharp hours of the warrior with burning coals of the broom tree. Now, Here is the answer. Here is what God does. Okay, And the psalmist writes this as a prediction of of doom. Here's the judgment that's coming upon them. God is now speaking, and he asks, What shall be done to you? And who's he talking to? Not the psalmist, but to those with the lying lips and the deceitful tongue. He gains their attention and he prepares them for a very harsh answer. You're going to receive the sharp arrows of the warrior, literally the mighty man, and the coals of the broom tree. Now the warrior is obviously a reference to God himself. Uh, he's the one who's bringing his arrows down. He is uh, attacking them. He is shooting them. Uh, he has drawn his bow against them. And they're going to become victim to his arrows. He's going to put them down. Uh, this is going to result in their physical destruction uh, now, he will be burned with fiery coals of the broom tree. A broom tree is a 12-foot tree, and the wood of this tree uh, is excellent for fuel and uh, and coal. So uh, basically the idea of uh, God is going to send down fire uh, the, uh, of destruction. Now, the broom tree, the wood of the broom tree is often what, what an enemy would use to burn a city down, to burn the gates of a city down. So basically, listen, God is coming after them. He's going to take them down and they can hide behind all the walls they want. He's going to burn the walls down. He'll burn the city down until he gets them. God is announcing his judgment upon the liar. He is going to destroy those who deceive. Uh, You know, We certainly, you know, when we've been in situations where somebody has caused us distress, you know, we come up with all kinds of crazy ideas of how we're going to react, what we're going to say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, God, their punishment is in God's hands, and he can do it far better than we can. Uh, You know, we we pray to God to them. We expose them to God, but God is going to in turn expose them, and he's going to remove them. Uh, Their sins will be found out. They're going to come down, uh, Their sins are going to come down upon them. They're going to be caught in their web of deceit. And, uh, you know, all we simply do need to do is pray. God, take control. Deliver me. And deal with these enemies. Call for God's arrows. Call for God's coals. Because his justice is sure. And as we know from Revelation 21, 8, no liar will enter his kingdom. Finally, verse 5 to 7, we have a protest at discordance. Now, the psalmist writes, Woe is me, for I sojourn in Meshek; I dwell in the tents of Kedar. Too long has my soul had its dwelling with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. So we had the prayer, then we had God's response, and now he's expressing his own lament. And, uh, you know, I think it's very important for us to understand that when we lament, we have got to be honest about how we're feeling. We've got to express how we're feeling, you know, uh, and, and that's so key because, you know, we, we, we have this mentality that we got to keep it bundled up. We got to p- bottle it up. We got to keep it suppressed. We can't tell it. Listen, that is not what we're supposed to do. You know, if, if you're feeling a certain way, you need to express that. And especially if it's, uh, you know, if, if somebody, offended, you go to that person, you tell them. You don't bottle up. You don't ignore it. You don't brush it under the carpet. And uh, that's what the psalmist is doing here. Uh, he's being honest with his feelings. He's expressing them. He uh, we, we find the circumstance in which uh, he's in. He's exiled from his home. So whatever these guys have done, uh, these liars, these deceitful tongues, uh, they, they it's caused the psalmist to be exiled. Uh, he's sojourning in Meshech and the tents of Kedar. Now, to get the idea of... of This exile, Meshech is all the way in the north near the Black Sea. And Kadar is in the Arabian Desert. You know, the idea is he is completely separated from God's land, from God's people. He is wandering up and down and all around. And uh, he's basically, as he says here in verse six, uh, he, he he has spent too long dwelling with those who hate peace. You know, he's he's not with God's people now. He's outside with the enemies of God's people, and all these people want to do is fight. All there's constantly pick and fight, pick and fight, making war. You know, there's never any peace with these people, and so uh, he says, "Yes, I've spent too long." And there's a concern there. Listen, when you spend. Too much time in a corrupted environment, it's going to corrupt you. If you spend time with negative people, you're going to become negative. Uh, you know, you spend time with liars, you're going to become a liar. You spend time with cheats, you're going to become a cheat. That's the point, okay? But the psalmist has not capitulated, and he doesn't want to. So that's why part of why he wants to be rescued. He hasn't capitulated to those around him. He says, I'm a man of peace. They're speaking for war. I don't want that. I want peace. I don't belong here. You know, folks, as we think about this uh, Psalm 120, this prayer for the slander, you know, at some point or another, we've all been slandered, okay? We've all been lied about. We've all been deceived by someone or someone's. How did you respond? Did you respond with prayer? You know, and, and, and really when you think about, you know, those type of situations and, you know, we think of everything else you know we think about how we're going to respond we think about who we're going to get involved you know and uh, how we're going to handle this but the first thing we need to do is pray and that's what the psalmist did he went to god and i challenge you when when you're slandered when when you're wronged when whatever it may be you've got to go to god in prayer Understand that God is going to answer just as we see he does here in verse 3 and 4. The other side of it is, what, you know, is you have got to protest. You have got to express how you feel. We have got to stop going around, walking on eggshells, acting like nothing's wrong when something really may be wrong. Because the only way we can correct things is to speak about things. It may not be easy. It, 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 it's going to be hard. But it's the only way in which things get resolved and in which healing can occur. So, Psalm 120, pray for deliverance. At the end of the day, whatever you're facing, the first, you know, you have many options on the table. Don't worry, don't complain, don't seek to manipulate, but rather pray. And with that, let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you. We come to you through the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our great high priest, the one who makes intercession for us day and night. And Lord, we praise you that you are a prayer, hearing, and answering God. Lord, you neither slumber nor sleep, and you're always ready and prepared to answer. You're never caught off guard. And uh, Father, We praise you because even before the prayer is leaving our lips, you're already answering. Now, the answer may not come the way we want it or in the way in which we want it or the time and frame in which we want it, but it's coming. So, Lord, help us to wait. Teach us to to be patient and to endure. But nonetheless, Father, we can pray. Father, I ask that you'd forgive us for those times we seek to worry or to complain or to manipulate a situation. And that, Father, we would, uh, we would be quick to go to you in prayer. Father, I thank you for this encouragement uh, that not only to pray to you for deliverance, but to be open and honest with, with how we feel. Uh, that, Lord, we don't have to hide our feelings. We don't have to bury them. But rather to, to put it out there, put that protest, put that lament out there. Uh, not only to you, but sometimes we have to go to those people that have slandered us and tell them how we feel. And so, Father, we just ask that you would give us grace, uh, give us mercy. I pray, Lord, that, uh, you know, everything that comes from our lips would be graceful, and it would be peaceful, and that, Lord, we would uh, seek to edify and build up one another. For your honor and your glory, we pray and ask that we might do just that, uh, glorify you in all things. Amen.